Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let me know. Hello, NFL world. And hello, NFL lovers. You are now tuning in to the Real McCoy Sports Podcast on the DPN Dream Podcast Network. And I'm your host, always and forever will be doing the most, Franklin J. McCoy III, but you can call me Frankie. And this is week seven, Corona season, 2020, NFL. All right. The malarkey. Oh, it's going down. Oh, it's a lot going on this week. I'm happy. I'm a little happy, but I'm but I'm optimistic, pessimistic, all of the istics. All right. Let's start off with the Real McCoy scoreboard for the year week 7, 2020, Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. The Philadelphia Eagles win at home 22 to 21 in a tight game against the New York Giants. And your Sunday games, October 25th, 2020, Detroit Lions win by one in Atlanta, 23-22. to All right, and a nail-biter. All right, the Cleveland Browns edge out a victory by three, 37-34 against your Cincinnati Bengals. And the Steelers keep on winning undefeated, 27-24 in Tennessee against the Titans. We don't remember them Titans. And the Saints pull out a three-point victory against um, your Carolina Panthers, 27-24. Saints victorious. And the Buffalo Bills edge out an uh, eight-point victory, 18-10, against your New York Jets. Um, in a game that, uh, scratching my head, didn't understand why it was so close. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, um, they lose. They lose an OT to the Cardinals, and um, it's enough said about, it's enough said about them, Uh, they cost me a lot of money, of course, whenever you hear my tone like that, that means I lost some money, and I stupidly bet on the Seahawks and lost that game, and they lose in overtime to Kyler Murray and the Murrayettes, alright, Dallas Cowboys lose, of course, 25-3, to Against the Redskins. All right. And um, Andy Dalton. Uh, cheap shot Andy Dalton got cheap shot it. Packers uh, went 35-20 uh, to 20 against the Houston Texans. Tampa Bay Buccaneers throttle the Raiders 45-20 to 20 in, in Las Vegas. And the Chiefs beat down Denver Broncos 43-16 to 16 in Denver. And my 49ers finally win a game under the Jimmy G regime. 33-6 against the whatever you call them, Pats, Patriots, New England Patriots, Clam Chowder. The new black Clam Chowder because they have Cam Newton quarterback. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars lose 29-39 against the Chargers. And Monday night, October 26th, the Bears suffer in defeat against the um, Los Angeles Rams 24-10. All right. Now, this week, um, while I was watching the game on the NFL Red Zone, shout out to the NFL Red Zone. Great, great channel to um, to pick up and subscribe to, and um, it's worth the money. No commercials. Um, they slip up a little bit here and there. You know, they're, they're not on it like they, they should be, but it's great service. I love it. NFL Network, I recommend. If you don't want to just... 
if you don't want to buy the NFL, um, I don't know how that package works where you can see every single game live. Uh, I don't have the patience to flip back and forth to all those games. So I love the NFL red zone because who's ever close, who's ever's closest in the red zone, twenty yard line and um, and under, they're gonna uh, flash uh, to that game. And sometimes they have five, six, seven games at one time where they show you, oh, they're about to score. And if nobody's in the red zone, they give they give you the most relevant game or who who's ever's closest. So you're never missing the live action. That's NFL red zone. So I recommend that. Um, I made a couple first-half notes while I'm watching the game. I just jotted down a couple notes for your Week 7, 2020. Uh, one note for the first half, Aaron Rodgers with the play fake and deep down pass. He's deep cover with Larry Fishburne and not Lawrence Fishburne because when he was in deep cover, he went by the name Larry Fishburne. All right? Now, he play fakes um, and, and hits a deep shot. All right? One thing I'm, I'm, I noticed in that first half that I wrote down, I said, Aaron Rodgers, he's looking cocky, he looks swagged out, and he looks really comfortable. All three. He's, he looks cocky. I, I mean, from the outside looking in, you're like, who the hell, who the fuck does he think he is? He walks around like his shit don't stink. But, but that's my guy. And partially the reason he's my guy it's because of that that fucking reason. He's cocky. He walks to the line like he's the shit. And I love it. I wish Jimmy G would take fucking notes. He swagged out. Alright? Aaron Rodgers has that 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 uh pep to his step, hip to his hop. Alright? He swagged out hitting deep bombs on your mom's. F call alarms. All right, that's Ice Cube reference, baby. Now, another thing I noticed: um, Terry Bridgewater. Uh, the first for the, this is first half, people. First half perspective. They're paying Terry Bridgewater over sixty million dollars, and he looks good in the first half of the Saints game. Seventy-four yarder to DJ Moore. Now, when that first sign and first happened, I was like, how dare they do Cam like that? He, he'll go down in Carolina history as one of the best Panthers to ever play. How dare they push him out of there like that and, and he end up in New England getting paid scraps and pennies like a slave. And then I'm watching Bridgewater week after week and I'm watching Cam and I'm like, damn. Did I get this wrong? Did I over overstate? Not overestimate, because I always liked Teddy Bridgewater. I just didn't think he was really good. I just thought it was, oh, I like him. I like him. But Terry Bridgewater can play. I like him. I don't know if he can get you over any hump, but I like him. $60 million. At first, my initial thought was, they're paying him too much money. He's not worth it. Then when I think about it, he's an upgrade from Cam Newton. I hate to say it, he's an upgrade. He might not be a, a better individual talent, but he's he's a better quarterback than Cam Newton. 
He's a better option. And what do I mean by that, people? How dare you say he better than Cam? Well, realistically, he's better than Cam. He can win you more games, Cam. Just like I told you, folks, my whole life, I wanted to be an NBA player. I love football. If I probably would have stuck to football, I probably would have made it farther in football because I was crazy. I, I didn't care about hitting with my head. I didn't care about jumping through gaps. Uh, I can do offense, defense, throw the ball, catch the ball. I just wasn't fast. I can't run fast. But I'm not scared to, to catch the ball over the middle. I'm, I'm not none of that, none of that. Never scared. But that's partially why I didn't choose football because you, I had after all those hard practices, there was some some days I come home from school, I couldn't even grip a spoon. I couldn't even feel my fingers sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even love this sport. I love watching it. But Cam Newton is like all those guys in basketball. And let me paint a picture. I'm 6'2", can't dunk a basketball. But I can outplay, I, I can out-rebound people that can dunk the basketball. They can dunk through the legs, 360s. I don't care how much they can out-jump me, but I can still out-rebound them. Why? Because I'm a better player. I understand the game. I understand position. I understand timing. I can time the basketball. I know when I'm supposed to jump. I know how to jump and get the ball over those guys that can out-jump me. Same thing with football. Same thing. You got some guys are more athletic. Lamar Jackson can outrun everybody. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray can outrun everybody. Those other quarterbacks. But that doesn't mean they're better than other quarterbacks. That's why Lamar Jackson keeps losing in the playoffs. Because he's not hes not that good of a quarterback yet. He's not a polished quarterback. He's, he's a great talent. Talent means you have the potential. You have the God's gift. You just haven't formulated it into a well-productive product. A well-rounded um, product. Same thing with Cam Newton. The only problem with Cam Newton is it's too late in the game. Now, it's too late in the game. We don't have time to wait for you, Cam. We don't have time to wait for a development. You either get your shit together now or this is who you are and this is who you're going to be for the rest of the time you're in the NFL. And I don't like it. And I, I'm disgusted because Tam, Cam had all that talent and never manifested that into being a great quarterback. He was always on the verge of being a really good quarterback. But now he's not even that. He's not even an average quarterback. He's a below average quarterback with immense talent. That's how you label him. You heard it first at the River Coy Sports Podcast on the DPN Dream Podcast Network. Cam is a below average quarterback with immense talent. Now, I like I like Carolina Panthers. They're way better than I thought they were going to be. They're outperforming. I like them. I, I like I like what that coach has them doing. They're scrappy on defense. They're not the greatest team, but they get they're formidable. They're formidable. You don't want to play them. Now, other notes. Buffalo's uh Bills Josh Allen quarterback is a strong. Is strong. And uh is a strong excuse my English and not French because I'm not French. He's a strong motherfucker. He's a strong big boy. Strong big motherfucker. 
breaking tackles. All right. Now he's doing his thing. First half, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. All right, I got my notes here, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing. But he's having an off game. They're they're probably this is first half. Now my notes weren't for the first half, so I expected them to win, which they did ultimately win, but they did not cover the spread. I thought they were going to beat down the Jets, and they did not. But, uh, yeah, the Bills are still the Bills. I don't worry about them. Uh, another first-half note, even though Matt Ryan has skills right now for the first half of that week, he, he looks old. Right at the goal line. Had a lane so big to run in for a touchdown. I think I drive through that lane every day to go to work. But he chose not to and didn't get it. But he had a lane so big and didn't want to run through it. I don't know. I don't know about Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Washington no names, beating up on Dallas in the first half. Uh, then I see... Uh, then I see a Dallas Cowboy helping up a uh, Washington no-names because they don't have a mascot. Excusez-moi. But that's the that's the stuff that's the stuff I'm talking about. That that's why the weenies are the weenies. The weak teams are the weak teams. Stuff like that. You're helping up the other team when you're getting beat up. Don't help the other team. Help your own team. How about how about that? How about helping Andy Dalton from getting a cheap shot? And how about you guys do something about it instead of just looking at it, your quarterback getting cheap shotted. Bunch of bums, bunch of wussies, bunch of wussy bums. Now, back to Carolina, um, DJ Moore with two first-half TDs, all right? Now, at the same breath that I said Josh Allen was a strong motherfucker breaking tackles, he still was stinking up the joint while Diggs went down um, and popped back up later. All right. Miles Garrett, two sacks in the first half. And uh, I'm switching back and forth, folks, so bear with me. I'm all over the place today. But let's go back to that uh, Dallas and Washington game. Andy Dalton gets, so he's basically surrendering himself on the ground, and then a Washington player comes head first on the ground, diving, and gives uh, Andy Dalton a rock, a cheap shot to the helmet, rattled him, concussed him, got him out of there. Nobody from Dallas did anything to that guy. They just looked. And now Andy Dalton was out, and you were left with Ben DiNucci. All right, Ben DiCucci, as I call him, because his old game is fucked. He 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 sucks. All right, Ben DiCucci, Ben DiNucci. All right, whoa, I'm coming up with a whole bunch of stuff this week. All right, Washington's the Black Gibson runs right through the Dallas D from the 12 yard line. And Dallas D looked like 
They don't even want to try to tackle anybody. All right, let's go to the Jets. Wide receiver Barrios with a deep pass from Hey Darnold. But man, what happened? What happened to the Buffalo Bills right there? Letting the Jets stay around and creep around. Now let's go to Pittsburgh. They look like they're that team to me. All right. They look like they're that team. They look like they're them boys. And they're causing a lot of noise. And um, another guy, my my guy, Miles Garrett, the destroyer, I call him. Sacking Joe Burrow and the Churro and causing a fumble. Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns is a destroyer. Ultimate destroyer. You've seen what he did to the quarterback last year from Pittsburgh. Slapped him with the helmet. He said he got called the N-word. Under the pile. I don't know. I don't know. Do I believe him? 55% says yes. 45% says no. I don't believe a word he says. Because, I don't know. Because my reaction would have been different. But, this week, this week I enjoyed myself. Now, let's get to my San Francisco 49ers. 33-6. to Um... A shut shutdown of the Patriots. Cam Newton uh, was no match for my 49ers. Uh, Jimmy G looked. Um, he looked better. Uh, Jimmy, that stuff I said about you, all that stuff. Forget it. Forget, <laughs> forget I said it. <laughs> no, hold your horses. Hold your horses. I'm not overreacting because it's Jimmy G. At the end of the day, it's Jimmy G. All right. I don't trust him. I used to like him. I can't say I never liked him. I used to like him. I just don't trust him, man. Even that game, we should have won by 60. That's what I'm talking about. Um, They played a solid game, but the the way I look at the Patriots, they're pathetic. So I don't know how much stock I want to put into that. And so, uh, yeah, um, I don't know what to think, man. Um, I think the season is over for my Niners. I don't care if we won. I'm just not happy with how we're playing. I'm just not happy with the quarterback play. Um, We got a lot of injuries, so, yeah. I get that. I understand that. Uh, But the quarterback play is pathetic, and... um, I don't know if there's answers out there. I don't. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, the Cardinals took care of Seattle, um, which in turn cost me a couple thousand. But tomato, tomato. That's neither here nor there. Shannon Sharp would say. But Seattle had it. Cardinals came and took it. And the takeaways I got is I, I like Arizona's defense. I like Buda Baker, that safety. Um, I like that team. That team is just scrappy. That team is resilient. That team is has a lot of promise. All right? Kyler is more dangerous than, uh, than Russell, in my opinion. Kyler is more dangerous than Russell. 
And I think Seattle's just a one-trick pony. I, I never like Russ the way everybody likes him. Of course, of course he's a beast. I respect him. I'm the real McCoy. I tell no lies. I have no biases. He's a beast. I love him. He's polished. I just don't like him the way everybody else does because he folds in big games and playoffs and all. He, he doesn't play all that well like everybody says. But he gets all the credit. He's very smart. He prepares hard. He, I, I just don't see that it with him that everybody talks about. I don't see it. I never saw it. Never saw it. Like, he can make good plays. He can extend good plays. But, but what I'm seeing that everybody else isn't seeing, he's, he's getting a lot slower. His body is getting a lot wider. He's looking older. He's looking more mature. Now, his passing ability has gotten better, I, I believe. But the overall, the old rust that used to shift around, and that I think that's gone. Like, he can still do a little bit, but that's gone the way he used to do. He used to escape. They used to have a hard time containing him. Now it's like, yeah, we can contain him. Just watch watch that black Arnold Schwarzenegger on the outside running. Oh, my God, what's up with that, guys? Metcalf? God damn. That's a big motherfucker right there. That's a big strong motherfucker right there. Nobody can deal with him except Russ. Because sometimes Russ doesn't give him the ball the way he should. But I think Seattle is just uh, Russ and Metcalf. That's it. They have the other receivers. Yeah, yeah. But but Metcalf and Russ, that's the only thing that keeps Seattle afloat. They got Lockett and all those, whatever. It doesn't matter what their names are. But yeah. Steelers are the team to beat. All right. Cardinals are on the uptick. Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're my favorites to win it again. Buccaneers did what they're supposed to do. My pack is back. All right? And 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 the Rams pull out a victory Monday night against the Bears. I'm not surprised because Nick Foles is he's a sometimer. So, and, and that was your week seven. I enjoyed the week seven um, because mainly because my 49ers won. And, uh, yeah, that was that. I didn't have too many takeaways from that week. Uh, everybody won. That was supposed to win. Even the Lions beating the Falcons by one. Because they were supposed to win. And speaking of that game real quick before I head out. Todd Gurley was supposed to get a first down by the goal line. And then lay down before he gets to the goal line. He... Quote unquote, accidentally overran it and scored a touchdown, which in turn gave Detroit another chance, crack at it, and then they sealed the deal, came back, scored, and won the game. Now, the team was saying, oh, we talked about it. Oh, it was an accident, and this and that. Blase, blase. That was really stupid on Ty Gurley's part. Uh, that was that was a stupid mistake that that cost the game, all right. And then costing the game, the the defense eventually gave it up. But you could have sealed it right there. Now that was week seven, NFL 2020 Corona season. 
And I'm your host, always and forever will be doing the most, Franklin J. McCoy III, but you can call me Frankie. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye and have a good night.